Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Today's Wednesday, so you know that I've got a great guest on, and I am thrilled. This one's kind of personal. Uh, we have on Nick Koyama, who, truthfully, was probably episode number two. I think it's listed as number three. Um, but I did that episode a long time ago because I could just the writing was on the wall. He was very young. He was barely out of high school, and uh, he had just started his business, and he wasn't quite there yet, but his insights were incredible. Matter of fact, I highly recommend you might go back in the archives and, and take a listen to that one. But Nick has now hit his stride, and he's killing it. And matter of fact, it's kind of cool because he messaged me. He's like, hey, I'll be in town. I'll be in Indianapolis tomorrow. And I thought he was flying in. What he had done is he bought himself a nice brand-new Tesla, and he's on a countrywide tour, like literally driving from California to Chicago to Indy to New Jersey to D.C., all in the effort to support his community that he's grown and also his video warriors. More on that that he'll talk about. But this, this one's nice because um, I just knew I was catching in the first episode somebody that was going to make something, and he has. And so in this episode, you can hear that growth, and you can hear the insights. And this one is just, this is, this is just solid advice all the way around, especially if you want to build community, build something bigger. He has some great advice. Love his difference between offense and defensive marketing. Um, but Nick's just one of those genuinely... I'm on a mission type of guys, and I think that you'll hear that in this episode. So highly recommend that you check him out, um, take a look at what he's doing. But uh, this is also one that if you know people that are young and are wanting to start a business, he is a prime example on how to do things right. So um, share this with a friend, especially if you know a young entrepreneur in your life. I will not stall any further. I'm going to get right to this one. You're going to enjoy it. May I present to you... Nick Koyama of Video Warriors. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. I'm excited today because maybe, I think, guest number two, way back in the beginning of this podcast, was a guest, Nick Koyama. I had met him through a mutual friend, a teacher in California, Dr. David Preston. And I, I'm, I'm excited about this because I have literally seen you from the student phase to mm -hmm. you got to get this kid out of here to owning a coffee shop, and I think that's where we left off last. You were episode, I think, number two or three, and you were just starting to get out there, yeah. and you were owning a coffee shop, but you had this kind of method down where you would go to, I'm, I, and when I say mom and pop places, I mean that lovingly, but like you'd go to local businesses and teach them how to promote themselves using video. You've expanded quite a bit. And I'm excited to take this journey with you because every time I'm around you, I always learn something. And by the way, full disclosure, Nick, who lives in Santa Barbara, California, just texted me the other day, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And then I didn't know. I thought you were flying out here. Turns out you're just on a cross-country tour. We'll get more into that second sure. on your driving tour. Um, but yeah, you you start this thing where you're going and showing mom and pop places, local coffee shops, how to do their own marketing, and then? Yeah, well, first, I got to give you a little more credit than a spectator, because I think you've been actively involved in my uh, in my journey here, so just want to make sure um, I give you some grace for that. But, you know, to me, like, video has always been very important, mainly because business has always been very important to me. You know, when I was a kid, I just wanted to be a professional skateboarder and mm. I had to learn how to work with businesses. So therefore I had to learn how to make skate videos. 
But um, yeah, I believe, you know, there's a lot of problems in this world and businesses are kind of the key to solve the problem. Like I, I just met a coach right now who, you know, like helps women get over, you know, like the mental blocks needed for them to become entrepreneurs. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, the bigger this business gets, mm. the more women who are solved. And that goes for chiropractors, dog trainers, dentists, like any business you can think of. If they if they thrive, more people are helped. And I look at video as the most powerful business tool to do this because it helps merge their identity and their business models online, which where physics are different. Right? Yeah. You have unlimited space, unlimited time. Well, I, I think sometimes when people think of, like it was really we're talking about marketing and video marketing, and sometimes people feel slimy when you're like, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to be a better marketer. And I'm like, I hate that because, and this is where some people are like, Oh, there you go. But marketing and storytelling is not, it, it has to be done. Yeah. It's our duty. And if we do it right, we should be proud of it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like also oh, like to point. Ma- yeah. I'd also like to, to mention that, um, you know, I've added millions of dollars to top line revenue without marketing using video, you know, internal, mm-hmm. Um, automation operations, um, customer service. You know, I used to own a coffee shop and we had, you know, a barista come in every week and I just filmed that process. Like the, the, the community and the audience never saw that. Therefore it's not marketing, but it added tons to a business. So when you look at a business holistically, video integrates into it very, very well, wherever reality is taking place, video can take place. Mm. And, um, so yeah, there's that. But I think the biggest thing for me is I had a, not a hatred, but I was definitely at odds with videographers because <laughs> here we have the most powerful business tool in the world and we have video people being trained not to understand business or how it could affect business, but to understand how to tell stories and make flashy items and to care about, you know, storyboards and all this stuff. So what happens is business owners, they wake up, um, probably like a lot of you guys out there. And so you hire a video person, but the video person knows nothing about business. So there you go spending thousands of dollars and you get nothing from it. And to me, that's causing a bad stigma. And um, I've been fighting that stigma for a long time. Uh, so you you say this in, in a lot of ways, I totally understand it. But like for those people who are like, well, they know business because they're running a video business. <laughs> What's the difference between understanding business and understanding video business well most of them <laughs> most of them aren't running a i mean the, the idea is is that video people now are trained as what we call technicians which mm-hmm. means they know the skill they know how to you know turn a camera on turn it off edit but they're still require the business owner to tell them what they want made you know what i specialize in and we can get into this is us going into business uh, businesses diagnosing the problems and prescribing mm. the videos that need to get made how they need to get made and how they need to be implemented that is very far off where the industry's at right now and um, it's just exciting times because on one end business owners are starting to buy into video but on the other end they're buying into the industry that wasn't designed for them so we're just trying to bridge that gap that's okay I like that the, the other thing that I and we can get into this part of it, um, is that you started something here, uh, Video Warriors, mm. and um, you know I we're friends and I we check on each other, but I never really get into the weeds of some of the things you're doing on the business development end. Sure, how you could got, you? You got uh, hundreds of students, and, uh, <laughs> you know, with all trying to do businesses. I understand, but I start peeking under the hood this week. Well, yesterday, of this community that you're building. Mm-hmm. And want to get into a 
the like what Video Warriors is, but then also the camaraderie and just the joy I heard from some of your members yesterday. So let's 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 get into this. Video Warriors, what is it? Yeah, so Video Warrior was designed for video people who already know how to make videos. You know, we're not teaching them how to make videos, but we are taking them from that place of knowing how to make videos and teaching them how to sell, how to grow their own business, and more importantly, what to sell. How do you actually sell things that impact businesses? So a lot of the time we're teaching them about business operations and how to make videos that grow their business. And uh, we, we basically, our business model is very simple. We have a free community um, on Facebook, and then we have a, a, what we call a core program which is our signature program, and then an advanced program for people who run a successful business already. And uh, everything runs through there. And the when I got to peek under the hood, I saw so many people <laughs> supporting one another. And this this is the thing that like, whether you're running a like, whether you're running a video business or whatever, the tie that binds this is like community, you have built a community that they're sharing one another, you know, others, tips and suggestions they're they're like flying in from all over the country to help one another tell me how how did you do that yeah well we call it the viral current which is basically how do we create a situation where people who know the answers want to give to people who don't you know a lot of the times in in these communities people don't have a vested interest in helping each other we've created a situation where where they do and one is infrastructure and two is purpose so like from an infrastructure standpoint, like we have free groups and we had student groups, right? So if you're out there, you don't need to have like a, a, a course t- to implement this. You have customers and people who aren't customers. And um, what we've done is forged a bond between these two people. And um, we've created a Facebook group where, you know, if you win, then you go and you teach that win. But on the other hand, we have a we have a cause that everyone's fighting for. We want to overthrow the video industry. We want businesses to be successful. We want to change the world. And warriors, our video warriors, innately understand that the more they help each other, the more we all push towards this cause. And a lot of a lot of businesses are very customer results focused, which is great. But they're about solving a problem for a customer. They never go beyond that and think, well, what happens when we solve a lot of problems? Everybody bands together. What's the new problem we solve? And that's where we really have a clear message is we, we got everybody fighting for a bigger thing that's bigger than them. And then we've created the infrastructure to hold it. Yeah, I I was really, you know, on two people inside the, the group did some live videos and the sheer exuberance of them. You could like they're on a journey and they were extremely happy and they were grateful. And they're like several times of like, hey, what I have found this week, I want to share. Yeah. And it's working for me. And I didn't know that this was going to work out this way. Like, you know, because in some ways, like we're, we're similar, like the Started Up Foundation. I want my students, I want my, you know, students that come through these programs to feel the same way. Because as you started off the podcast, problem solving and having a mission and having a purpose is our, our, our mission statement. You know, yeah. we, we, we envision a world where, you know, high school students and beyond uh, have a purpose that they, that the apathy isn't there. They're not spending their life scrolling their day away, but they're out there seeking to make a difference and not in a cliche way. I mean, I like, sometimes yeah. I laugh cause it sounds like a Silicon Valley episode, but like, you know, you hearing people complain and going, I can do something. And, and I admired that you're doing that, but how, so for the people listening to this, like 
that are trying to start something, start a group, start a way. How intentional was your messaging from the beginning? And how did you gently shepherd them to like get out of that zero sum game? Like I'm killing it in my city, but I don't really want you to know completely because I don't want you to overtake my business kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's good. I think before we go into this conversation, it's important for us as like me and you as entrepreneurs and all the entrepreneurs listening to understand when, like why do this and you know, just from a business logistics standpoint, we're talking unlimited customer support. Yeah. We're talking 24 seven sale, you know, sales assets being created, people selling each other on your, on your products and your programs. We're talking 24 seven marketing and people expanding things. So if you really want a decentralized, very expanded way of doing support and sales and marketing, this is the way to do it. Mm. But, um, you know, a lot of it is, uh, for us, it started as hand-to-hand combat. So we would we would create a win for somebody and we tell them, hey, like, I want to share with you something. It's a belief that we we believe that when we win and we understand something, our, our purpose is to send the elevator back down for somebody Ooh. else who may need help. And it's putting them in a position of leadership. And uh, what we found is, like, there's, there's this saying, I forgot who said it, but they said, always listen like you have to teach what you're listening to and with with our people Mm. it's like when they get to give back to the community that's not just nice for every us it's their next level of teaching it's their next level of understanding and um, it's very important that these guys teach these things because it actually makes them better at what they do and a, a, a buzz thing going around, which I, I don't think is buzz, I think it's real, is that that abundance versus scarcity mindset. And um, obviously that's that's what a lot of you guys are getting at. Like th- there's enough to go around, but then also that ecosystem of, um, you know, just because you make, you help somebody else be successful doesn't mean you're not going to be unsuccessful. Yeah. Uh, but also just that sense of purpose, I... I just loved hearing the people in your 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 group just find that purpose and find that we're on a mission. Uh, you know, obviously everybody has to make sales, and that's one of the things that I don't like about anti-capitalism people. Like, if somehow you're making money, it's it's awful. Well, we all have to live. That's bullcrap. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but like, I heard purpose in their voice first, and then like, oh, and we're making sales. Like yeah. how, like again, when you started that, like there's got to be some gentle shepherding. Um, how did you? I mean, because m- most people default to scarcity mindset. That's yeah. the way people are. But a group, and, and I'm not saying you guys are huge, but I mean, I saw for like four thousand five hundred at least. Um, having that culture build, um, how difficult was that, or is that just? come by way of processes and mission and vision were clear. Yeah, well, what's cool about the day we live in is if we could get one person, let's say, to give a piece of advice to a group, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go sign on right now and go see that advice. Yeah. So, like, every one thing has ripple effects. Um, so we just did it one by one, hand-to-hand combat. Grow, you know, my, my uh, term is grow out of intimacy. So be... When you're building mm-hmm. a business, be as intimate as you can with people. We we're still to this day we get on one-on-one calls with our with our students and just figure things out, create a shift, and that to a normal business owner may seem inefficient, but for us, if we actually help them, then it then we have infrastructure to make that impact the masses. Right. So, you know, we it, like I said, purpose and infrastructure is big. 
Uh, some people have one or the other. Some people have neither. But I think the point for me is that you're right. Scarcity and not just scarcity mindset, but survival mindset. You know what happens if you stay in survival mindset? You succeed in surviving. Right. You know, and you just survive. Right. You don't thrive. So for me, like in the last couple of years, our business has been good enough for me. I've made all the money that I want. I have an amazing life. Like, like I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like, you know, I've had everything I want and I can't find growth unless I through contribution. It's the next level of growth is mm -hmm. where you figured out your own stuff and you have to contribute to others. So in getting people out of survival mindset, we, f we basically force them into positions to contribute so that they go beyond survival. And um, that's what our infrastructure and purpose allows for is for people to get out of scarcity and go into the highest level of growth, which we believe is contribution. You know, it's an interesting point though, because I want to, I want to bring that up is that, uh, there is a fine line also between uh, growth and contentment. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on that? Because like the only thing that, you know, that just think the world of you and love you, but like yesterday you're like, I want to be uncomfortable. You know, yeah. we've achieved this certain level of blank, you know, you and you guys are thriving. I, I'm so impressed. But also, like, there's a part of me, mind you, I'm 47. Sure. Like, where does contentment enter your brain? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a personality question. You know, for my personality and the way my DNA is set up, I am, like, like my girlfriend, for example, she will just hang out and meditate and just, like, laugh with her friends and hang. Mm -hmm. I do not find contentment or happiness from doing that. I'm a fighter. I'm type A. I want to conquer. So for me, like... If things get too good, I need to change and expand. That That's the word is expand. And if I'm not expanding, I feel like I'm contracting. And that's very different than mm -hmm. people who just can stay in one spot and do neither. Um, so for me, I always need change, always need chaos, unless I'm bringing order to that chaos. Like if I come up with a good idea, then I want to have mm. discipline and focus on it. But once I squeeze all the efficiency I can out of it, I bring massive chaos in again to, to help bring that that next idea that next mission like i'm always on a mission and i'm not here in this world at least right now in my life i'm only 24 i'm young to be comfortable to sit around to be happy like to just sit around and, and chill like that's that's not where i'm at so in your contentment is putting out the chaos is what you're saying yeah. like that's when you are your most happy you're like hey i've i've done this i've solve some problems and and when and when those problems go away you're on the quest to solve new problems yep okay yeah and i respect that it's big it's mission-based man if i it can't be ego-based like if i wanted i could sit back all day and think of all the people that i've helped and all the things i've accomplished and like that's just not my style plus i had bad i was gifted with bad memory so i don't even remember most of the stuff i've done <laughs> i'm always thinking in the future so i don't know i just believe in the fight yeah no no well so i i'm, I'm somewhere in the middle because this journey we've been on has been harder than I thought. Um, coordinating this many people, um, getting chapters off the ground, things of this nature. And at the same time, uh, two, two of our team members are more your age. And they have that what's on to the next. And I'll want to spend a day or two smiling at what we, you know, boy, this week was good. And yeah. they're looking at their watch going, okay, what's, what's next? And mm. like, can, can we just, can we just spend Wednesday yeah. <laughs> content with what we've built? So I, I, I you know, I think it's a, a part of a team that, um, 
you know, if you have one of those persons that, well, just that balance, I like every now and then I might be the, let's slow things down for a little bit. But I just, as a 47 year old guy, I think that sometimes having a little bit of perspective and contentment, while it may slow you down a bit, I think, I don't know, in my humble opinion, you, you might have some more longevity. I've seen some people crash and burn just because yeah. they go, 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 go. But, and I think that's the, the point I was getting at is that that's my only problem with some of the hustle and grind um, idolization. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, you know, I, I, it, I guess if you are 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, like yeah. you can get away with that for a while. Uh, but sometimes when people hear that, and especially when they have children and a mortgage, this, this can get kind of dangerous. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I don't think it's ever a good idea to bust your ass on a business or bust your ass on, or like on a vehicle like that, that you're going to burn out what you, what you should bust for is the end destination and the vehicle just being uh, a mm. logical step towards getting there. Mm. And a lot of people just get so wrapped into their business. They're on, they have a task list of their business of the things they need to do to build their vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you, I promise you will always burn out if you do that. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you, if you have that focus on that top of the mountain where you're heading and everybody on your team knows that that's when you get the innate natural hustle as I'll say organic hustle <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that allows for these, you know, like busting your ass that, that allows you to do that in a healthy way because you have a North star that gives you energy instead of you trying to suck energy out of the human body, you can siphon it from a vision, from a, from a goal. And most people don't can articulate it to a team. And, um, that's a shame because that's, uh, that'll tire you out. I enjoy talking to you, uh, about, you know, like balances of things. And sometimes you come like you have contrary points of view sometimes to what I'm used to, which is why I always enjoy our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night we were talking and uh, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, went to bed thinking about it. You, you were talking about um, the fact that one of the things that what we're doing is a lot of offensive video and, and marketing and not thinking about defensive. And so uh, explain to people about that, about the difference between offensive and defensive marketing and video. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a customer psychology topic, which is... You know, there's people, there's things people see and go through when they look for you. And then there's the things that you go and do for people who aren't already looking for you. So you could think of like, like that's offense. Like a lot of people like to play offense. They like to make ads. They like to make vlogs. They like to make things that are going to go out into the world, but they neglect defense, which is basically, well, what do people see when you have interrupted them? And then they go looking for you. That's defense. In in our programs and in my teachings, I teach people to secure defense first, which is to set things up, uh, videos, and and even like your whole page. I was talking to you last night about having a donation page. Um, setting things up so when people go look for you, they're indoctrinated. They you know trust is being built, and there's an easy binary way for people to engage in business with you. And if if you don't have your defense secured, then all the offense in the world, it's it's like Russell says, it's like uh, mining for gold with a holy but like with buckets that have holes in it. Like you can, you can you know mine all day, but it's going to fall right out, and and it's not going to convert. So what we've uh, what I've done is developed and invented assets and ways of and formulas of defense assets. Here are the defense type videos and marketing that you need, and here's offense assets. But don't go on offense till you secure defense. Yeah, well, and there's a psychology difference too, on like 
when people kind of find you instead of you trying to always find them. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. Well, it's not just find you, but when they're intentionally trying, mm-hmm. you know, when they're intentionally moving into your platforms, there's higher retention. So people are going, since they have that intention, now, like, they're not just going to watch two seconds of your video. They might watch eight minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's actually, I don't want to put ideas in people's heads. <laughs> like, but, you know, they might watch two minutes. And right. they might want to know about your story. They might want to know about your services. Where some people go wrong is they take that assumption that people want to know about their story and their services, and they go on the offense with it. Mm-hmm. See, this is why it's very important to distinguish the difference between these two. You know, offense is a whole different psychology where people have a much smaller attention span and people are more skeptical. So you got to learn how to work within that world and how to run ads that, you know, don't just talk about you, but talk about them. Then when they click those ads, then of course you could talk a little bit more about you. Right. So um, it's very important to me out there that everybody knows that your job is to secure defense first, to make sure that when people land on your platforms, they have the highest chance of converting, building a connection with you and moving forward before you go talking about your ideas and strumming up um, buzz and running ads because it's you, you know your your efficiency is just going to go way down well it also sounds like to me it's 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 a little bit of a difference between quality and quantity as well I mean your defense is more quality yeah and and your offense is like you said I mean people you've you've got three seconds to yeah. kind of hook people in. Um, and, and, and so that, that kind of made sense to me. The, the other things that you were kind of bringing up low, like kind of making my brain pop a little bit were, um, just on that trust build. And that I think that you guys have like, you, you brought up t- two minutes. Yeah. Um, when you're on the defense, why has two minutes been a good amount of time? Um, that's just a testing thing, man. Like, you know, with our video business card on form, like, uh, so I invented a video called the video business card, which is like the ultimate defense tool that every business needs. I used to believe that no business needs, like, you can't say that a, every business needs this video, like a testimonial video. Mm-hmm. It's always about prescribing and diagnosing. But video business cards is something I designed that every business needs. And it's basically the who you are, why you do what you do, what you do, how you do it, what makes you different, and call to action all in two minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an amazing, like, if you could do that, that's amazing because those are all the pillars of your business that drive your business, Mm -hmm. whether you know it or not. So you're already talking about what you do. You're already talking about what makes you different. You're already talking about why you do what you do, hopefully. And you're already telling people, like, what they have to do to do business with you. The problem... The problem is, is you're limited within a 3D paradigm of time and space where you're limited. You have, you have to be in a certain place or you got to spend time doing it. What we recognize is that video, when merged online, you could break those physics and you could be in, in as many places as you want. And not only that, not only can you save the time and break the, that paradigm, but you could do it better than you could in reality. You yeah. can show things. You could bring people into the, the, um, the elements of your business that create breakthroughs, customer breakthroughs, like when they see the smoothie getting made or when they feel the, the vibration of being in the room with you and the, your smile, like these are things you can't sometimes do. And if you can, you're extremely limited by the paradigm. So, you know, what we teach our warriors to do is to go into businesses and identify these driving forces from the information side of what they do and how they do it to the... Um, to the things that create breakthroughs, the, mm-hmm. the emotions, the visuals, the experiences that get somebody to say, I'll take a risk. And then we create that whole experience before someone ever comes in. And, it, and it's amazing what it does for businesses. Well, especially when you come from the outside. I mean, heck, you were saying this to my daughter yesterday that like 
she was writing her about section of yeah. a website and you're like, yeah, you should always have somebody else help you out with writing that because sometimes you overlook the obvious. Sometimes you, you know, will we'll try to get too wordy or fancy yeah. with what your root cause is. And so I can, I'm, I'm literally playing this out in my mind about that kind of video business card because a, the time it's going to save. Like I, I, I'm sitting here thinking about how many meetings people go and how many, let's sit down to, for coffee and talk, especially on, me on the fundraising side. Sure. Um, which you could still do, but the point is, right, absolutely. But they how agree. much more efficient would it be if right. someone knew why you do what you do, what you yes. do, what makes you like, before you even stepped in? Yep. Like the amount of risk they're willing to take and trust and connection they build before they even meet you is what I'm talking about. Sometimes it can completely replace those meetings mm -hmm. and they can go straight to donate. But for, for just a second, let's think about it as integration and acceleration instead of you know replacing things. It's, mm -hmm. it's amazing what happens. Um, I had a I had a client Allison Rogers who used to spend 1,200 hours a year on sales calls. She's a dog trainer working out of her backyard. One video business card. She went from you know 1,200 hours a year. I might have talked about this on number two of our, you know the podcast number two. She went from 1,200 hours a year on calls to locking in 98% of her deals without ever getting on a call. She's now one of the top two dog trainers in the country. Has her own book, travels the world, and makes you know does dog training for all the NFL. Like she is huge, and she, I tell you, man, will would not be able to do that if she was on sales calls all day. Yeah. So, and that was with a video business card, two minutes that I made on my phone, drove millions of dollars for her. <laughs> and it wasn't me and my magic. It was just me recognizing that people love Allie. I get why they're on calls with her, and let's just take all that emotional journey, and and make it you know, happen before it takes any of Ali's time. And that's, that kind of thinking is what will explode a business. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there going over like, cause going over some of our, our, what we've done and, and, and the difference between that offense and defense. And I'm like, okay, we need to do a better job with defense for sure. Absolutely. But also just, you really hit me when you said how much more efficient it is because the origin story of what we've done and how we got there doesn't have to be repeated now. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to meet you a coffee tomorrow, 8 a.m. with said company that might want to, you know, invest in us. Please watch this two-minute video. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and I can't, for something like what you do, I was telling you this last night, it's like you will never do justice. And I'm not trying to downplay your communication skills, but you will never do as much justice for your movement as a video can do because of how many things you've done and how you can show those things in a really rapid kind of way. Mm -hmm. And you may be able to talk about it and talk about what you've done and you know talk about the vision, but nothing's gonna put you on the playing field that you deserve to be on, that you're actually on, than a video mm -hmm. that can bring people through time and space really quickly. Like you have done so much, you know, you've interviewed some of the top you know dozen people in this industry and you can say that or you can show it and bring them into the experience and into the reality and make them feel like they were there. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me, like a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, I'm also going to my mind going, like, the video content of some of the events, of students, the testimonial. Like, we, we our, our chapter in Richmond, Indiana, has been amazing because I think the first night they had, it was, like, seven students. That's it. <laughs> and then the next month, it grew. And then the next month, it grew. And then... Uh, Kevin Shamels has done such a wonderful job. Well, he, the mayor came out and this video was, I, my jaw was dropping because the mayor is like, okay, I, I see how students should act. 
This mm. is the way, this is how students should sound. Because, you know, at the event, they went and they were solving a problem for the city. And the students do exactly what they do at startup events. Yeah. They got together, they listened, they asked a bunch of questions, they got into separate rooms, they brainstormed, whiteboarded, and then pitched solutions that were practical. Yeah. And so this video was so, you know, had visuals of students whiteboarding, yep. had students uh, pitching, and then the mayor going, I've seen the future. Yep. Uh, that was so awesome that every time, yeah, I'm sure Kevin's probably still using it, but yeah, it's one of those things that like, hey, we're kind of interested in, in helping out started up Richmond chapter. Great, watch this. Yeah. Like, here's our, ma another thing. Here's our mayor saying this is amazing. Implementation is everything. Yeah. I mean, because if you, and integration, like, because if you just post it once, you are like, depending on if it's offense or defense, but you are, you're downplaying what this platform can do for you. Like the second, before you even make a video, you know, I teach people how to sell. So when I teach people how to sell a video, they need to have the implementation plan already in place mm -hmm. long term. You should work on your long term assets before your short, short term. That's why defense over offense. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's uh, that that's amazing, man. And I, I think I've seen that actually. Yeah. Was that the one Savage made or no? Oh no, that was no, that was another good one though. That was the yeah. one that we had here on the Indy North chapter. Um, he stylized it. You know, it looked really great. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one that the one Kevin had, it was a student that made it. Um, but it was enough good B-roll of students doing some cool stuff. And then again, the mayor going, whoa, yeah. students should, students should get together like this. They should collaborate like this. They should, yeah. you know, this is a solution center. So what I say is whoever made that video shouldn't be in a, in a hard discipline of knowing business and not just business, but your business, uh, your nonprofit, mm -hmm. because the more the, the, the eye of the beholder, because the, the video camera, in its sense, is its own perspective, right? Mm. And the, the, the operator is controlling that perspective. And especially the editor is editing together that perspective. And the more these people who are making these videos understand the end result that is needed, yeah. the more they can throw that perspective in the right place. And, um, you know, after I left my coffee shop, I dropped $70,000 making a program that would teach entrepreneurs how to make their own videos. And... Um, it wasn't a total failure, but what I realized is there's a lot of friction. Like for you guys out there that think, oh, this sounds good. I'm going to start making my own stuff. Please try to and do it and accomplish it and succeed with it. But what I found is there's a lot of friction. And that's why I'm into what I'm doing now, which is I'm teaming up basically with the enemy, the people who are creating the problem around video, to, um, to switch the market. So that you guys out there, if you can't figure out how to make it yourself, we have the answer for you. We have, we have people that... Can, you can hire who are going to care for you and understand you and learn how to grow your business. Yeah, well, and processes. I, like I, it's one thing my team has always been trying to impress upon me is processes and you know how it can be replicated. Um, and, and, and again, a lot of people do that, but then I've seen the blend of you having processes with a passion and in a, and in a, and in a culture where, again, we, we started off with this. I just can't get over the fact that you've, you've gotten things down to a process where they, they care about one another. And I think that's, you know, Yeah. Well, um, the best way to get someone to, to be excited, and this is what we teach in sales, is for you to be excited. You know, the best way to get someone to be interested in you is to you be interested in them. Yeah. And the best way to get people to care is for you to care about them. And we have shown at least, I mean, look at this tour. Mm -hmm. Like, I am throwing myself and working myself to come out here and help these guys. And of course that's going to bleed into the community. Of course that sort of care 
Yeah. You know, I will fight for my warriors every day. And they know that, that I'll go to war for them. So therefore, they go to war for each other. Yeah. Wrapping up, tell people about this tour. We kind of, kind of talked about it. Yeah. Well, I think it's really, it's really awesome because it, it, it's really about what we talked about here today, which is, you know, now that we have our processes in place at Video Warrior, and anyone who, who makes video out there who's been kind of screwed over by the industry or hasn't figured out how to start a business, we like we've already solved that. So now it's about energizing people. And um, this tour is basically me going around. We, we held applications for this. We had over 50 people apply. And um, it's me going around and working with the Warriors to help them get good at saying their message, to clarify what their unique message is, and to make their own video business cards. So, you know, I'm the inventor of the video business card. There's already been a million dollars of VBC sold in under two years. And, you know, but who's going to make the VBCs for the Warriors themselves? And, um, you know, they're, they're told to make it for each other, and they do. But this is me going out and serving my community at a higher level, doing something extremely unscalable in order to show them that we care. Because at the end of the day, all we look for right now as a business is energy. And this is what this tour is meant to do. Yeah. Yeah, you're going all over the place. Yeah. Started in Santa Barbara. You're going to end up in D.C., aren't you? Yeah, D.C., um, New Jersey. And then back. Yeah, got a, <laughs> got a few people on the way back, too. Awesome. Uh, any place else they should go check out things you're doing? Um, I would just run this uh, podcast back. If if you need any more help, I, I can tell you repetition is key. Um, but, if you, I mean, if for any reason you happen to be a videographer out there who uh, who, who wants to actually impact businesses and grow their own business around this this art that you love you can always go to how to sell video production.com and we could teach you how if you're not a video person you will not be let in i could promise you that unless you lie to us um so no no worries i'm uh, you know if i do a good job we'll find you awesome all right nick koyama back from the early days to now appreciate it. We've come full circle. I appreciate you as a person, but uh, love what you're doing for your community and business owners all over the United States. Yeah, right back at you, man.